Good morning, everybody. Hasn't things been different this morning, hey? Anyone notice anything different as you walked into church this morning? No. <laughs> no. Isn't it incredible? It's hard to believe it's the end of 40 days. We've come to this uh, final week and uh, we're going to have a special service today. It's going to be great. So before we begin, if you don't have a pencil, put your hand right up really high right now and our pencil bringers are going to come and bring them along. Now, if uh, you, you'll notice you've got, we've got this fabulous um, news sheet and in there's uh, all the information you need to know about what's happening today. And you'll find two of these message notes in every news sheet. So if you can pull out one of those for yourself and for someone next to you, have that in front of you and we're going to be filling that out as we go through the service today. We want to welcome you, especially if you're new here. It's great that you've come today and we're just pleased that you're here. We want to say welcome. Our, our prayer and our hope is that you would sense God in this place and that uh, he would, he, you would be open to hearing him this morning and hearing him speak to you. And we're just finishing off the 40 Days of Purpose. We've had the 40 Days of Purpose book, The Purpose Driven Life, which we've all been doing each week. And we all finished reading this week, didn't we? And, and how was it? Was it good? Great, it's great. Why don't, we, why don't we begin? We've been enjoying c celebrating and singing together and the band have just done a fabulous job in, in leading us as we've been singing and praising God together. Why don't we give them a real round of applause. Now today's, this morning's message is different to the other ones because what I'm going to be saying this morning is coming out of a response to the things that you've responded. You remember we've just been saying, write down your stories. We've been saying, tell us how God's impacted you during these 40 days. And you've responded with emails and with letters and phone calls. Sometimes I've just quoted things that people have said. And that's what this message is about this morning. We're going to be sharing and celebrating the things that God has, has done in our lives. We've, we've learnt a lot during the, this time together. And why don't you ha have a look there on your outline and let's um, read together Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 2. Let's read that together. Remember today what you have learned about the Lord through your experiences with him. We're here this morning to remember and to give thanks for all the things that have come. Would you circle that word remember in that verse? The Bible says that we're to remember the lessons that we've learned. Otherwise, we might have to learn them over and over again if we keep forgetting. Um, some things you can only learn through experience. Isn't that true? And what an experience we've had these last 40 days. It's been incredible, the experiences that we've gone through as we've done our readings, as we've come to the service together and as we've been in groups sharing and as you've heard different people um, sharing their testimonies and today you're going to be given opportunity to investigate ministry and missions that are available here in the church and all throughout the world. So today we're going to spend some time looking back on what we've learned about, about God. We're going to be looking at what we've learned about ourselves during these 40 days and what we've learned about life, about growing, about our community. So what have we learned? What have we learned about God? Some things that you've 
responded in, in your emails have, have pointed that one of the big things that we've learned during this, that it's not, it's, it's not about me. We've learned that it's all about God, not me. You might like to fill that in. We've learned that it's all about God, not me. You see, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10, God is the one who made all things, and all things are made for his glory. He wanted to have many children to share his glory. Uh, during the 40 days, we've said that um, the purpose of your life is far greater than your own personal happiness. Uh, God's purpose for your life is much more than just your own personal fulfilment. It's far greater than your own success. It's greater than your dreams and your ambitions. You are made by God and you are made for God. And until you actually understand that, your life doesn't make sense. Until you realise that it's not all about you, but it's all about God. And the Bible says that God made us and he made us to be in his family forever. And over and over again, we've mentioned that during this series, that God is Part of the purpose of history is that God's building a family and he wants you and I to be part of it. He wants you and I to be part of his family. The Bible says everything God started in him and finds its purpose in him. Now that's the most basic truth that time and time again we've learnt, that life's not all about you. It's not all about me. It's all about God and we exist for God not vice versa. So when you start to understand that, it, it starts to change everything, doesn't it? Have you experienced that? It, it starts to change everything. The way you think, the kind of priorities you have, the perspective on life that you have, and a lot of other things change. Some of the people, some of the things you've written to us came in, and, and these are some of the things you've said in regards to that. Jonathan, the most important thing that I have learned from 40 days is to surrender my life daily. Every day is a lot more daunting when I'm trying to do it on my own. But when I give it all to God, it all seems more possible. When we remember that it's all about God, it changes everything. We could just stop with that. You know, that's what it's all about. Starting each day realising that we need to put our trust in Him. It's not about me. It's all about God. In fact, many people um, express to me that the first purpose of life that we looked at, worship, was one that transformed the whole way that they lived their daily lives. Uh, I, many people commented that going back to work on the Monday after learning that worship is something that happens all through the day and even our very own work that we do can be done in a way that we offer it to God has changed people's lives. One person said, getting up each morning and starting the day by giving my whole day to God has changed the way that I relate to God. He's part of every part of my day. Uh, I live the whole day in worship. We've learnt what it means to truly worship during these 40 days. We've learnt what the heart of worship is all about, giving our whole lives to God, remembering that it's all about God, not about me. Let's sing the heart of worship. When we focus on the fact that it is all about God and not about us, we've found that incredible things start to happen. 
And we've found during the 40 days that God still does miracles. When we focus on him, when we surrender ourselves to him, we find God still does miracles today. And we've seen so many miracles happening during the 40 days of purpose. We've heard about the miracle of forgiveness that uh, Keith Moulton shared during his testimony about forgiving a murderer, uh, about uh, being able to forgive this very man that had taken people from his own family. God used his testimony to do miracles in many lives. This is what someone wrote in to me. Dear Jonathan, the 40 days has been so exciting. Every time I read each chapter, God speaks to me. My heart and mind is changing. My desire to be more like the character of God is forming within me. Purpose three was life-changing for me. The testimony Keith Moulton shared was amazing and very heart-wrenching. I said to myself, if he can forgive a man who murdered and took away his family, then I can forgive my birth mother who gave me up for adoption in 1974. I've written my mother a letter and said to her that I've forgiven her for giving me up. And I realise now that God was looking after me by placing me in a loving Christian home with a mum and dad who love each other and three great brothers. I love the Purpose Driven Life book. I love it how it says, work hard at living in peace with others. When you work for peace, you are doing what God would do. It's the fire of suffering that brings forth the gold of godliness. God did a miracle of forgiveness in that woman's life. Many people have been experiencing God doing miracles just in the whole way their lives have changed. One lady wrote this. Dear Jonathan, just prior to Christmas last year, I felt I didn't know what my purpose was in life other than being a mum. I knew of God's great love, but I'd let my circumstances around me consume my whole life. I had not fellowshiped or even been in church for a long time for the reason of being hurt from others' opinions because of the circumstances of my marriage breakup. When I first came to the Baptist church, I instantly felt the love and acceptance of the members of the church. I know that I've found my church home now. I can say now that I know what my purpose in life is. I'm ready to serve and commit my whole life to doing God's work. I'll worship God in everything I do and give glory to him. Now I fully understand the importance of fellowship with other believers. I really enjoy being in a small group and I have some wonderful friends too. I will put God first in all things. I will be a faithful servant. I'm ready to be used by God. I'm willing and ready to answer the call to serve God with all my gifts and talents. I will share the good news with others so they too can know the love of God just as I do. There are so many things that God has done through 40 days. So many, many miracles. God's a miracle working God and nothing's impossible for him to do. He's good and he can change so many things. He's worthy of our praise. So why don't we reflect on God's goodness and his graciousness to us 
as uh, we hear this song. So. Two things that stand out in what we have learned during these 40 days are first of all that life is preparation for eternity. My favourite, or one of my favourite verses in the Bible, it's not on your outline this morning, but is John 10 and 10. Jesus said, my purpose is to give life in all its fullness. Those who've come to the Lord during these days have testified to the immediate effect that Jesus has made in their lives. He brings life here and now in all its fullness. And the thrilling thing is that this life is going to be even more wonderful in eternity. It's why God put us here, to prepare us for all he's going to do in our lives for all eternity. C.S. Lewis once said, If I find a hunger in myself that nothing in this world can satisfy, it must mean I am made for another world. That's something we know intuitively. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3.11, God has planted eternity in the human heart. There's more to life than the here and now. The purpose-driven life helps us to prepare for the eternity we're looking forward to. That's the discovery that Neil and Lisa Dees made during this time. Neil is the husband of Lisa, who at the age of 38 has been told by the medical profession that she has terminal cancer. They have three teenage children. The family started coming to church about six months ago when Lisa first received the news. At this time, Lisa recommitted her life to the Lord after years of wandering away. Throughout the last six months, many of us have prayed for Neil to come to the Lord as well and have observed his deep devotion to Lisa. On the day she received bad medical report, Lisa went to her 40 days group at Barnawatha, came home exhausted and fell into bed and slept until the morning. At 2.30 a.m., Neil, who'd been unable to sleep, got up and went into the kitchen. There on the table was the book, The Purpose Driven Life, which earlier Neil had started to read. He picked it up and read on, and at the end of chapter 7, prayed to receive Jesus into his life. It was 3.30 a.m. The next morning, Neil greeted his wife with the news that he had become a Christian. Lisa inquired, when? At 3.30 this morning, Neil replied, and told her how it happened. What prompted you to do it? Lisa asked. Neil replied, in effect, it was the evidence of God's sustaining power in Lisa's life that had convinced him that Christianity was for real. Lisa had told me earlier that if the Lord should call her into his heaven, she could die happy if she knew Neil was a Christian. Lisa is holding up well. 
and we invite the whole congregation to pray with us for Lisa's complete healing. And in the meantime, Neil and Lisa are experiencing together the fullness of life that Jesus gives. When someone asks you the question, what is the meaning of life? You can now answer with confidence, it's preparation for eternity. This also had special significance for Colin and Vicki Anderson, Jeff Pryor's special friends, who came to the Lord one Sunday evening in response to one of Pastor Jonathan's inspiring messages. Colin and Jeff had previously played together in a band. Vicky's father, who lives in Watsonia in Melbourne, is dying of cancer. And even before Colin and Vicky had become Christians themselves, they showed great concern for their father and asked us to pray for him. Up to that time, Vicky's father, George, was hostile to Christian things. I offered to visit him and Vicky phoned me about 10 days ago to say the time was right. He welcomed me warmly. I noticed on the table beside him a large print edition of the New Living Bible. A friend who had visited George earlier had left him with the Bible and suggested he read John's Gospel. This is what George said. He said after reading through John's Gospel, he had changed his mind about Jesus. He'd now started on Mark's Gospel. And I took the Bible that he'd been given and opened it at the book that he'd been asked to read, the book of John. And I read him John 1.12. To all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn. This is not a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan. This rebirth comes from God. I said to my friend George, you know, George, you're a Christian now, and I can tell you why. That verse was read to me when I became a Christian when I was 13 years of age. And the minister said to me, Norman, how do you know that you're a Christian now? I said to him, I feel so differently. He said, what if you wake up tomorrow morning and you've got a headache? How will you know that you're a Christian then? And then he took me to that verse. He said, who is it that become children of God? I said, all who believe and accept him. He said, what have you done? I said, I've accepted him, the Lord Jesus, as my saviour. He said, what does that make you? I said, it makes me a child of God. His next question was, who said so? And I couldn't answer that. But he gave me the answer with which I've lived ever since. God said it. This is his word. I've come to Jesus. He's welcomed and received me and I've been made his child, not because of anything I've done, but because of his great grace. And he says in his word that I now belong to him 
I am Christ's man. I'm a Christian. All he needed was that blessed assurance. I prayed for George and left him rejoicing in his newfound faith. Vicky and Colin are now certain that not only they, but their loved one as well, are prepared for eternity, thanks to 40 days. The second aspect of what we've learned in these days is that we're put on this earth for five purposes. Proverbs 16.4, beware, something's coming for you. Proverbs 16.4 reminds us, the Lord has made everything for his purpose. If we learn these purposes well, we can achieve a balance in life. Now, the best way to remember something is to review. We're just going to take a few minutes to review what we talked about during these last 40 days. And let's just see how good you are, all right? We've learned that we've been put on earth for five purposes. Now, as you see on your outline, there are some fill-ins there, and I want you to help me to fill in these spaces. So when I give you the opportunity to respond, let's do it clearly and loudly, because we want Jonathan to know that we've really been listening to him over these last five weeks. All right, let's start. I was planned for what? God's pleasure. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> and that, in a Bible word, means... Oh, not so sure there, were you? <laughs> but you were right, worship. All right? I was formed for God's... Family. Oh, I helped you then, didn't I? <laughs> and that, in a word, is... Oh, it's getting louder. Number three, I was created to become like Christ. That's right. And the Bible word for that is? Good. Number four purpose, I was shaped to serve God. Thank you, uh, Lisa. <laughs> yes, I was shaped to serve God. And the Bible word for that is? Then the last purpose, the fifth purpose, I was made for? And the Bible word for that is? Now let's say them together again now that we all have them. Let's say them together. I was... Oh, let's start again, all together. I was planned for God's pleasure. I was formed for God's family. I was created to become like Christ. I was shaped to serve God and I was made for a mission. That's the purpose of life. That's why God put you here, to do those things in and through our lives. Some of you wrote about the way God has used the 40 days and the five purposes to change your lives. One lady wrote, The 40 days has really challenged the way that I believed in God. I've come from a Catholic upbringing and became very disillusioned with the traditional prayers you would just recite every weekend. I had no relationship with God. I just did it without thinking. 
This caused me to move away from the church. I would only go when I went home with my parents. The 40 days has given me a new friend, God. I speak to God now like he is my friend. My study group is perfect. <laughs> I look forward to it and get excited about it every week. I feel a connection with every one of my small group friends. Our conversations about God and life are so challenging and rewarding. I can feel myself bringing God into all parts of my life and general thinking every day. I could say so much more about the 40 days. It really has affected every part of my life in the most spiritual and emotional way. I feel like it has softened my heart to life and given me a purpose that I've been searching and craving for. I knew there was more to life. I've been desperately sad and disappointed in the past because I could not be satisfied with life. But I was just looking in the wrong places. Knowing God's purposes has changed and is changing all of our lives. Let's pray today that the Lord will use us to make an impact upon that part of the world in which we live. So we've learned about God, we've learned about life. What have we learnt together about growing? Well, during the 40 days, some of the things that you came back and said that you'd learnt were that we actually grow through making commitments. Over these 40 days, we've made many commitments. We've realised that it's more than just, it takes more than just coming to church each week to grow. You're not just going to grow just by attending faithfully each week. You have to act on what you learn. You have to respond to the things that you learn when you come and make commitments based on those. The Bible says in James 2 and verse 17, why don't we read this together? Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is it's dead. It's dead. So faith without action is dead. And you can go to church for the rest of your life, but if you don't do anything about it, it doesn't do you any good. Now, almost all of us have made significant commitments in the last 40 days. Let me read, remind you just about a few that we've made together. Uh, we've already had um, 12 people that have already committed to be baptised so far in the next, in, in, during the 40 days. We have 11 people that will be baptised on Easter Sunday morning and night on that weekend. We're going to have 11 baptisms. That's amazing, isn't it? 11 people that have said, yep, I want to be baptised as a response to what I realise God has done for me. And that's going to be happening Easter day uh, in the morning and at night on that Sunday. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful commitment that people have made. Um, we've had 644 people who committed to reading the Purpose Driven Life book for 40 days each day, who committed also to join a small group, a host home group, and come each week to that. 
who committed to come to services each Sunday and, and be part of the 40 days. 644. You can give yourselves a big round of applause for that. That's fantastic, isn't it? Uh, we've had many people who have made, um, who made those decisions. You, 644, making that decision actually had an impact on your life. And many have come back and said, what a difference doing this and committing to this course has, has made in your lives. We've also seen many people that have made personal decisions to become followers of Christ for the very first time. Many of you ticked and responded during the services saying that you want to become a follower of Jesus. Others said, hey, I'm returning to Jesus after wandering away. You've actually said, yes, I want to do that. Many of you have said, you know, now that I've come to Christ, I want to put something into practice. I want to join this uh, spiritual growth course, which is starting. And many of you already signed up for that. And this is available too for others if you want to continue, especially if you've just come to know Christ and you're saying, how can I actually live this faith that I've now begun? Well, Wednesday the 13th of April, we're starting four uh, sessions, which we run every fortnight here at the church. And, and that's a great way to put more action into the commitment that you've made to follow Christ. 66 of you made commitments to be host home leaders to open up your home once a week, to invite people of all shapes and sizes and into your home. And you've trusted them with your furniture and your house. <laughs> and we haven't had many complaints at all. <laughs> we haven't had any complaints. But you made a decision. You said, we're willing to commit to these 40 days to, to do that. And it's made all the difference in your life. You know, last week we talked about mission and we said some of you right today can make a difference for the poorest people in the world by signing the MICA challenge and urging the government to commit to the uh, millennium goals that they've already agreed to fulfil. And, and we just said that from here. And you know how many people signed that? 300 people signed that commitment, uh, that petition. And many more took off uh, postcards and sent them off of their own accord as well. Do you know, people, poor people in the world will be helped by your action. And today, many of you will be filling out commitment cards in the minister, ministry and missions fair that we've got. And you'll be committing and filling that out and saying, I'm committing to get involved in ministry today. Many of you will go into the missions stands after the service and say, I'm committing to get involved in this mission. Because we know that commitments... Help us put into action the things that we've been learning. And if you just keep learning but not acting, you'll have a faith that's dead. And that's what we've learned. We've learned it over and over and over again. But that's the point. We don't grow just by listening. Many of you stepped up and I think we've become a more mature church during this 40 days. We become people that have actually made commitments together as a church that we will grow spiritually. And I think we've seen incredible growth in our maturity. We also grow not only through making commitments, but we grow through fellowship. We've learnt that too. We've talked about this time and time again, that faith in Christ is not an individual thing. But he wants us to grow with other people. And the more and more we're in, in fellowship with other people, 
learning from them. We grow. We grow together. You can't grow on your own. It's a myth. In other religions, the holy man, the holy person is the one who stays all by themselves alone. Um, they, they go up to a mountain by themselves and, and that's how they, how they grow, but not in God's book at all. In the Bible, it doesn't say that. God says you're to be holy by having people around you because holiness is love and you can't love if you don't have people around you. And you can't learn to love unless you have people around that you learn to love. So you've got to get with other people. You've got to get to know other people. And that's been the whole thrust of this group. You know, almost 650 of you said, I'm going to be in a group. Uh, And you've made a real step to actually get into groups and learn to love and to grow with other people as well. And it's been great. You've made that real step to get involved. For the first time you've said, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do um, a, a daily devotional reading while all these other people that have committed to the 40 days are doing it together. I'm going to be doing what they're doing on a daily basis, having this daily devotional and reading this. In fact, I wonder, I wonder if you've been in a 40 days group during the 40 days. I wonder if you could just stand where you are right now. If you've been in a 40 days group now, Wow, look at that. I want to I ask, did it make a difference? Yes. Good, it helped. Well, that's fantastic. Now, um, we just want to say, well done. And keep up meeting to, uh, with, together with others. You can take your seats again. Keep on doing that. Don't give up because you grow through fellowship. That's what you do. You grow through fellowship. And many of you can say, I grew through fellowship. I grew because I was with my group. You know, that's why as a church, you know, in Wodonga District Baptist, for as long as you're here in in this church, we're going to keep wanting to get you into groups. We're going to keep offering new groups. We're going to keep saying there's other groups that are starting and we're going to keep doing that because we really believe here that you grow through being in groups with other people. You know, we're coming up to Easter And we want to encourage you, if you've been in a 40 days group, to keep going in in the group. Don't don't stop. Keep going. It could be that you want to start a a new group. Maybe you said, oh, there's those 66 host home groups uh, and I missed out. I reckon I could have done that. Well, why don't you talk to, to Jeff Pryor and see if you can start a group and be involved in that. We want to start new groups all the time after Easter. We want you to keep going in your groups. There's new materials and you've been contacted about that, um, host home leaders. And we want you to keep going in groups. So keep up. Look at this next verse, Philippians 4 and verse 9. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and the peace of God will be with you. Isn't that incredible? It's a clear verse. God's saying, you know, why would you stop doing what helps you most? (laughs) Why would you stop doing things that that help you most? So really you need to stay in a group. It's helped you a lot. Don't stop doing things that have really helped you most. So either stay in a group, keep in touch with the people that you've been in the group with over the um, the Easter break, and when you get back again, rejoin, get get on to the next step. Um, You could join a new group if if you wanted to, 
or you could start your own group if you feel like that. And, and we want to encourage you just to talk to those about that, that possibility. So today, if you want to um, be, be involved in a group and you're not in a group, we want you to go to the small groups stand and talk to people today and they'll make sure they sign you up in a group this morning. Now, let's have a look at this verse together. Hebrews 10.25. Why don't we read this together? We should not stop gathering together with other believers. Instead, we must continue to encourage each other even more. Why? Well, again, because we grow through fellowship. Some of you wrote to us and let us know how fellowship has made a difference in your life. Listen to what what this person wrote. Dear Jonathan, the 40 days has shown me how important fellowship with other Christians is in a very different way. Not that I hadn't heard of it before, but for me, it's more than just turning up to a Bible study. It's actually choosing to belong to a group, learning to share with other Christians, doing my part with the group and loving believers like members of the family. This is what another person wrote. Jonathan, the small groups were amazing. I have many new friends and our group has decided to definitely continue. We've enjoyed learning, sharing and growing together. Do you know many people have actually decided to have dinners together, to go on outings together, to do so many things as groups together and they've found the joy of being in a group. You know, we thought we'd show you a, a video presentation now that is just a review of all the great stuff that we have uh, learnt together in this place, in this church over the last 40 days. And we want to celebrate and thank God as we watch this video together. Let's watch it now. Great. What a great 40 days we've had. Let's, uh, let's give Doug and all the people that put that together a round of applause. We've learned a lot, haven't we? It's true. We've learned so much. We've learned a lot about God. We've learned a lot about life. And we've learned a lot about growth during the 40 days. What, what did we learn about community? One, one thing that seemed to come through in the responses was that we learned that people are really hungry for spiritual truth. People are really hungry for spiritual truth. We've really learnt that during these 40 days. Most of you were really surprised when you invited people to your group. You didn't expect that many people would respond as warmly as they did. And you found that people were really interested in knowing what the purpose of their life was. But the fact is that the, the world is people are really hungry for God's love. People are hungry to know God's purposes in their lives. And there's a big myth going around that people aren't interested in knowing about spiritual things. We learned a lot about that last week. But you know that this morning in this church, if we were to fill every single seat that we have available here, I would guess we could maybe fit 500, 550 people in this church. If we were to Fill them completely, 550 people. And then we have about another 150 people that are out in kids' church this morning. 
But you know how many people there are in Wodonga alone? 40,000 people, roughly. And we have 550 plus 150 places available for people to come. And there are 90,000 people that live in Albury and Wodonga. And if just 1% of those came to this church, we wouldn't have enough room to fit them all. Therefore, we're passionate as a church about growing because we want to make room for people so everybody has the chance to hear about the purposes that they've been put on earth for. We want everyone in Wodonga and Albury and in all the districts around to be able to hear that Jesus loves them and that God can make a difference in their lives. That's why now you know, we're on the verge of, of moving to multiple services. We're really considering that in very soon because we want to ensure that everybody's got the chance to come. Everybody's got the, uh, the, the opportunity to be here and to be amongst us. And, you know, I would think that if, if, if we move to that and then there's two services in the morning, And if that gets full, we should move to three services. And if that moves, let's go to four and five so that every single person in this whole community, those 90,000 plus people, have the opportunity to know about God. We've found that people are spiritually hungry and we need to be able to ensure that we're making it uh, possible and easy for them to come. You know, the amazing thing has been during this 40 days of purpose that in our community we've seen so many people getting involved in the 40 Days of Purpose. You know, I was down with the family um, one Sunday afternoon down at Norrell Park and I was reading my 40 Days of Purpose uh, book while the kids were playing and a guy comes up to me and goes, good book that, mate. (laughs) He said, I've read it twice. (laughs) So people have been reading it in our community. Um, uh, Other people, you know, where we've been, uh, our our family were involved in little athletics and there there are people that have been doing the 40 days of purpose that are there. And our calisthenics group, you know calisthenics? (laughs) Sorry, my kids would tell me off, you know, but you're doing things like... There are kids in the group, people in the group there that are doing 40 days of purpose in our group that have been doing it. Um, At Kinder that we go to, people there are doing 40 days of purpose in a group as well. And we've found that right throughout the community, um, people have been talking about it. There's one person that works in a cafe and she said one one Monday morning there's a whole group of teenagers in there imitating what Phil had done on the video the night night before in Sunday (laughs) service. So people have been right open and right throughout the community have been enjoying being involved in the 40 days of purpose. Many people have been giving it a try. Look what John what Jesus said in John 4. He says, Look around you. Vast fields of human souls are ripening all around us and they're ready for a new reaping. Do you know, God will use you if you're available to be used by him. He already has used you during these 40 days. So many people have come and joined a group for the first time. So many people have come to the church for the first time. So many people have come and God is using you and he will use you if you're available. Maybe this time you've experienced that God has used you through giving a tape or a CD to a friend or a book 
um, to, to somebody else or inviting them to church. And God's done, done, you've done, God's used you through that. Maybe you've been share, able to share a testimony. Maybe you've been able to use the base card already. But there are people who are now going to eternity because you were available, because you invited people. They're going to an eternity in heaven forever with God. Just a little step that you took and it's made all the difference. Now, God's timing is not an accident. And the fact that the 40 days have happened and God has used you to change lives is something he wants to do all the time. He wants to use you. So let's be available. The other thing that God has showed us is now what we can do as a response. Now what? What are we going to do as a response to the 40 days? How are we going to live differently? And one of the things that we really, um, that we, we know we want to do is to start living now what we've learned. We want to be able to put into practice all the things that we've learned. We don't want to be those that listen and learn and then don't change. We want to put into practice the things that have learned. Um, all the knowledge in the world is worthless, isn't it? It's useless if we don't practice it. So let's, let's read these three verses together. First, uh, John 13. This is what it says. Let's read it together. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. That, the blessing doesn't come in knowing the purposes of life. The blessing comes from actually doing the purposes of life and, and, and living them. Let's read the next one. Ephesians 5 says, let's read it together. Live life with a due sense of responsibility, not as those who do not know the meaning of life, but as those who do. Did you know that you are more responsible now that you've done the 40 days? You know more. And now the expectation on you is to live it because you know more. And God says you can't go back to the old way of living for things that are your own selfish things. You can't go living just for pleasure or for fun or for prestige or even living for success anymore. You can't go back to that. Why? Because God has planned a new life for you now. He says that you have to live that life in a way that's living responsibly with what you know now. God's planned you for his pleasure, so I better worship God today. I was created for God's family, so I better fellowship with other believers. I was created to be like Christ. I was shaped to serve God. I was made for a mission. Therefore, I should really build my life on these things. I can't go back. Philippians 3, 16 says this. Look, um, look at it. Let's look at it together. Now that you were on the right track, let's stay on it. Yeah. Let's stay on it. Now, we need to put into practice what we've learned. Now, a couple of Monday nights ago, the Monday night men's group were in here and they were having their um, study together. They were talking about ministry. And uh, in that study, you might remember, we talked about the Good Samaritan and how um, someone fallen by the wayside and Good Samaritan helped. And they were just, he was available and he was ready to, to serve, however it was. And Rick Warren finished the video up here and he said, now I want you to go back into your groups and I want you to talk about ministering to other people. And as they pushed, the video stopped and they heard a little voice at the back of the church say, can someone please help me? And there was a lady who'd been in a car as she was travelling and an argument had broken out in the car and they said, you can just walk. 
and they pushed her, put her out on the side of the road and they travelled on to Melbourne and she had to walk quite a way into Wodonga here and she walked past the church and right when this group was finishing about learning about ministry, <laughs> right when the video finished, she walked in and said, can I have some help? These guys were given the opportunity to put into practice what they learned and they did fantastically. They gave her food, they talked to her about what they'd been learning that night, they gave her some time to have a sleep, they put her on a train and sent her off to Melbourne and God used them in their ministry. Isn't God good looking after people on the side of the road? But that's what God wants us to do now, not just to watch a video and then not respond to needs around us, but to respond with all that we have learned. You know, this is what someone wrote that they're going to, how it's changed their whole attitude themselves in what they're going to be doing now. Someone wrote this, the most life, uh, I'm, I'm a teacher, she says, in many different schools. And I've taught for nine years and I teach more than a half an hour's religious education each day. I've always believed that I taught well with my own faith, belief and understandings. These last 40 days have changed so much of my own way of thinking about my relationship with God that I have changed the way I teach about God and about his relationship and, the, and what he wants, the way he wants children to have that same relationship. I've changed the way I speak about God. I've changed the way I discuss God in their, in, in their lives. I've changed the way I explain their relationship with God as a child. I've changed the way I teach RE let alone my whole life. But that's another story. See, when we learn things, we respond by changing and putting them into practice. Let me give you a couple of ways that you can change and put things into practice so you can stay on the right track after 40 days. Um, I wonder, everyone who's read the book, can anyone remember everything that's written in the book? Just raise your hands if you can. <laughs> Do you know Rick Warren, he wrote the book. This is what he, he says. He said, I wrote it and I don't remember everything in it. <laughs> he said, I spent six months slaving over it and I don't remember everything. You know, I picked it up and I was going through the 40 days and I said to myself, he said, I wrote that. I'm not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true, isn't it, that our minds have an amazing capacity to forget things. <laughs> and... So one of the great things is to just read the book again. Why don't you start reading it again? You could do it in your small group. Some people have decided that they'd do one chapter every week for 40 weeks is what they decided. And there's questions in the back of the book and you can do the discussion questions as well. But you could spend the next 40 days reading it again, just going over it, letting it sink in. You know, you can get a journal and... Um, you can, it's a 40 days journal where you can read the study and then journal within the 40 days journal as well. That would be helpful to help it sink in. But actually, the more and more you go over things, you know, this is basically the Christian life, a whole Christian life compressed into 40 days and you can't get it all just in one go. So why don't you read it again and maybe journal or, or do it with your group? That's a good, good response. You know, I've, I intend to read it once a year, just to remind myself of all God's purposes. Oh, the second thing you can do is actually take the next step of, of enrolling in some of the things that we've got available, like the spiritual growth course, like the 
church membership and baptism courses, like the um, like different courses that help you to understand that we've got on the back of the blue cards. You might do a marriage course or another course that might help you respond to the next step by getting involved in another um, course that would help you know cement the things that you learn. A third thing you can do is start having a daily devotion if you want to. We've been doing that for the 40 days. And if you've been doing that for the first time, don't stop that. Don't stop it. There are many ways that you can do that. And Rick Warren has actually put together a, a website called the thepurposedrivenlife.com, www.purposedrivenlife.com. And on there, all you have to do is he'll send you a daily devotion from the Purpose Driven Life that you can do each day as well. So that's an option for you. And he's also got some great material there on having a daily quiet time to help you in there under the free tools as well. But keep having a regular quiet time on there. So there's some things you can do straight away. Read the book again, get involved in groups and start having a, continue to have a daily devotion so you can put into practice the things that have happened. And the, another thing that we want you to do is actually pass it on. We want you to pass it on. One of the most um, incredible things I learned about was that Jesus loved me and I gave my life to him and it changed my life incredibly. And my life is never going to be the same again. And because God's changed my life, I want to pass it on to other people and to tell other people, why would I keep that a, a secret? God's changed my life and I want to give that away to other people. And you'll, you're not going to retain the things that you, you've had unless you actually pass them on and you start sharing them with other people. But once you do, once you do, you're going to be able to grow and learn more about it. The more you pass on things to other people, the more you begin to learn and to grow about them. There's almost nothing that God won't do for the person that says, you know, I'm, I'm straw, God. I'm nothing. But I want you to use me. I want you to use me in any way. You know, 2 Timothy 2 and verse uh, 2 and B says, Now I want you to tell these things, these same things, to followers who can be trusted to tell others. God gives us stuff and he wants us to pass it on to other people. As we close this service this morning, as we come towards the end, I just want to say, I'm so pleased that I'm your pastor. Uh, I often uh, wake up in the morning and just think, what an incredible, awesome God you are, that you would put me as a pastor of this incredible church. Uh, over these 40 days, I've just been overwhelmed at your passion for growing to become more like Christ. There's been uh, so many people that have said, I want to get involved. There have been so many people on the music team that have, have given so much, so many people in kids' church and all other ministries that have said, we, can, we, we want to give everything we can so that people can grow in their faith. You know, I, I don't know of another church that I know of that's as alive and as passionate about growing in maturity in Christ as this church here, the Wodonga District Baptist Church. I'm really proud of you. And I'm thankful for what God's done in this place, in these 40 days. I don't want it to stop. In fact, I believe it's not going to. I really have a sense that this is just the beginning of what God wants to do through us as a church. And I believe that this wave of spiritual growth that he's given us is something that will continue 
and will continue to grow. Church, you're an incredible example of what it means to follow Christ. And, you know, as we to finish, I don't think we could finish without saying how thankful I am and you are, I know, for Saddleback Church in uh, California and for Rick Warren and all the things that he's given us in this book and the incredible um, just way he's blessed us and blessed me and blessed you as well. Um, I, this verse comes to mind when I think about that. It says in uh, Romans 1.8, and we as a church could thank God for what they've been doing and what they've given us through the 40 days of purpose. I thank my God through Jesus Christ for every one of you because the news of your faith has spread throughout the whole world. Churches right throughout the world have been blessed through what this church, Saddleback, has done and Rick Warren has done through that. And we've been the blessing, haven't we? And they probably can't hear us, but why don't we just thank God for what they've done, hey? So thank, thank you. Well, as we just come to this moment, why don't we pray together and give thanks to God for all that he's done during these last 40 days. And let's pray that he would continue to lead us as a church as we grow together to become more like Christ and fulfil his purposes in our life. Let's pray. God, we want to say thank you. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for helping us grow. Thank you for speaking to us, for doing miracles in our life, for helping us remember that it's all about you. It's not about us. God, thank you for reminding us to prepare for eternity. God, thank you for fellowship. God, thank you now that you call us to pass it on. We've been so blessed. God, we pray that you would help us to now live the rest of our lives living the purposes that you have called us to live by. God, we pray that we would continue to grow in our love and our desire to follow you in every single way. You are a great God and we're so thankful for all that you've done in this place. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to just ask you in these moments to just take out that blue card that you have in your news sheet. And we just love everybody to fill that out this morning, whether it's your first time or you've been here a hundred times. We'd love you to just fill out the details there. And we'd love you to just take a few moments just responding now. Um, you might like to put some comments down or you might like to just tick the boxes and, and spend some time doing that. Um, in a few moments, we're going to have our offering. It's a response to, to God just to say thanks for all that he's done and uh, we're just going to give you some time now to fill the, the cards out and when the offering comes if you just put the card in there with your offering then that's great. God's been good and uh, we want to thank him so why don't you respond now.